guys. How you doing? It's another episode, another podcast of the issues at hand. I'm Carlos, born and raised in the Bronx, transplanted in Massachusetts, and living in Connecticut. I look forward to talking to my friends, new and old, about different issues and topics, and I look forward to hearing your point of view. Marie, take it away. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie. I am the wife of Jamal. He's one of the co-creators and co-hosts of this podcast. I was born and raised in Hapro, Pennsylvania. It's a suburb of Philly, about 45 minutes out. Um, now I live in New Jersey, and I'm very excited to be here and to have the opportunity to listen, most importantly, and um, share my beliefs as well. Thank you. Nice. Go ahead, Ben. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Ben. I am 22 years old. I was born and raised in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and I'm currently living in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm really excited to talk about uh, everything because, especially at this time, it needs to be talked about. Uh, it can't go silent. Mm-hmm. Because if it goes silent, there's not going to be any change. So, um, yeah, I'm just really excited to talk about everything with you guys. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Go ahead, Carlo. Take it away. You want me to take it away? Go ahead. Did well, wait, wait, wait. Before we go, hold on. I'm sorry, Brian. Oh, Brian. my bad. What's up, man? How are you doing? Um, hi, I'm Brian. Uh, I was born and raised in Willow Grove, Pennsylvania, and I live in Horsham, Pennsylvania. Um, I am a returning um, person to the podcast, and uh, me and Jamal talked about making this, and he made this to make everyone's voices heard after, you know, several posts and comments that a bunch of people were talking about on social media. Um, So I'm just really happy to be able to hear other people's opinions and be able to voice mine and try to uh, talk about the change that is needed and, you know, all the important issues that's going on with this uh, world at the current time. Awesome. And I. And I. Yes, I. Yes, I. I'm Jamal, <laughs> one of the creators of oh this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I am one of the creators of the podcast. Um, we're a couple episodes in now, and I'm happy the response has been really positive and negative, and, you know, people are going to be people, but. <laughs> We're giving people a voice, people who just want to be heard, you know, and that's the whole point, regardless of what your political views are, regardless of what your religious views are, regardless of the color of your skin, everyone has a point of view and everyone deserves to be heard. So we're giving everyone a platform to be heard. And that's what we're doing now. You guys don't need to worry about where I live. You guys don't need to worry about where I'm just kidding. Born and raised in New York. <laughs> Born and raised in New York, living in Jersey with my beautiful wife. Just trying to get through these things. Ow, ow. He didn't say that on the podcast. All right. Carlos, what's on your mind today? You know, I have a lot on my mind right now. Um, I had a lot of experiences. I watched a lot of stuff going on today. Um, One of the things I want to talk about is tolerance. 
but the other thing I want to talk about is progress. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about the tolerance portion first. So, for those who don't know me, I'm very objective. I'm very emotional. More emotional than most guys are. I won't. I won't lie. But I have a passion about justice. I have a passion about peace. I have a passion about um, making sure that the people around me are good, whether they're family or not. All right. And not too long ago, I had to challenge one of my friends who I have been friends with for over 10 years, 10 years, Massachusetts, straight up friendship, family shit. When I wake up in the morning and I see posts and I'm not about I'm not about, like, ignoring controversy or chaos. But when I wake up in the morning and I see a post that forgets the message, that bothers me. And I speak out. I'm a New Yorker. Born and raised. And there are certain things you can't ignore. You can't ignore the fact that there has been systemic issues in our country. Racism, sexism, you name it. But the issue at hand and what we have lost in our messaging was a man who happens to be black was killed by the hands of a police officer who was white. And this resonates with a lot of people who have seen this story time and time again. Mm-hmm. And all I was trying to point out to my friend was that it's not time for politics. And now, I have Republican friends, I have Democrat friends, I have friends who are independent. I'm open to those point of views. I may talk about it, I may not. That's my choice. But when a man is dying and crying for his mom while he's dying, I have no time for politics. Mm -hmm. And that's what I woke up to the other day. When I present facts, not emotions, to a circumstance, which I have always presented facts, and I will always defend your right to have your opinion and you don't like my facts you don't like my opinion that is forged by my facts that bothers me but you know what bothers me even more when you lose an argument because you can't stand the heat and you block Uh me (laughs) you block me you block me And your husband and your family blocks me because you were upset at the fact that I say what you're presenting is not the issue. Mm -hmm. That bothers me. Hey, listen, I can talk about a lot of shit. I can talk about women's rights, children who are disconnected from their families, 
the poor, the rich, the everything. I could talk about that, but that's not what we're talking about. What the outrage was that happened in this country pertains to the systemic issues of racism and the fact that black lives have been met in a sense that their lives don't matter. And it bothers me. And when I hear that because of the fact that as a result of those issues result in protests, riots, and burning of buildings, and I have a friend that says it's because of the Democrats. So the Democrats are the problem. Not systemic racism. Not the fact that people were hosed down and bitten by dogs. That bothers me. And I spoke out. As a result, and I'll end on this, I was blocked by that same friend who said she was an ally because of the fact I didn't agree with her. And here we are in 2020, living in a world where we're separated, where nothing has changed when my mom was growing up, nothing has changed when my grandparents were growing up, nothing has changed before them. What is the solution to the problem? And how can we solve the problem if we can't address mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. That's, that's my intro. That's my problem. That's what happened. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to hear your thoughts. And I want you all to be honest. Let so me- real quick, before anyone says anything, I just had a comment really quick. I want to say the biggest problem with that is the fact that we're sitting here blaming Mm -hmm. things on Mm -hmm. anybody, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody judges. There's racist people in every single ethnicity and every religion and every profession. There's racist people, black, white, Asian, you name it, people are racist. Instead of blaming it on who started the problem, instead of blaming it on any of those factors, why don't we just change it? Exactly. Like if, if it's two kids fighting, you don't care who mm-hmm. started the problem. Mm-hmm. You want to end. It needs to stop. So I feel like that, you know, the person is entitled to their beliefs, of course. Mm-hmm. But at mm-hmm. the same time, how are you, how is that moving us forward in any direction? How is you blaming a group of people? How are you blaming this on a political viewpoint of certain people? Like, who cares if you're Republican or Democrat? There's an issue that goes across both lines that we just need to fix. So that's mm-hmm. my outlook on that. Bird wants to throw that out. Um, I feel. Just, I feel. I, just... I feel. Chris has something to say, and I feel he's exhausted by his thoughts. Mm-hmm. Let's hear what you got to say, brother. You mean Ben? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. The seat, the seat was right, silent. Sorry. By the way, the seat was silent. No big. <laughs> Keep going. Listen. All right. If I knew, by the way, if I knew your face, awesome. 
I'm better with faces with names, but like I will call Jamal like <laughs> Barry White. Like I don't care. Ben, your thoughts on this because you sound exhausted and Yeah. Because the thing that like makes me mad the most about that situation is you got other people around telling you like he can't breathe he literally cannot breathe Mm -hmm. and you have your knee on this guy's neck for eight minutes eight minutes of 49 seconds a long time yeah and then two minutes of him just being unconscious Mm -hmm. and you still have your knee on his neck like they don't teach you that in police training i know that for a fact and i'm not even a police officer I don't know anything, but that's wrong. And you know what the craziest thing about this all is? I found out something yesterday. Um, All right, so George Floyd and the officer worked at the at a nightclub together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they were they were uh, coworkers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it says here that. Everybody thinks it's jealousy, envy, because of how everybody loved uh, George. And I guess Derek was, like, jealous of that, maybe? I mean, I don't know. That's just a coincidence. And that, that actually brings up a whole other problem. But before I state that, Marie, how do you feel? About what Carlos was about speaking about. So I have Correct. several several things pop into my head when he was speaking about that. So like as an educator, I'm a teacher. I teach um, elementary um, um, kids. But so when you bring up the conflict, like you said, two kids fighting, right? So even in, I mean, going into a school, you're always going to come up with up against um, your colleagues and you do not feel the same way about different things that you have to deal with every day with the students and everything. There's definitely many different people from many different backgrounds, but you have to go in there with one common goal, whether you have to work directly with people or, you know, next door to people in different classrooms, you're there for the kids. That's your main goal every day when you walk into that school, no matter how anybody goes about things, no matter what you think about different subjects, your main goal is to is for the students to make progress, right? So I relate that back to this situation because, mm-hmm. you know, what you said about your friend just closing off the situation, like that shows how immature and closed-minded she is because I believe that step one of solving this entire systemic issue is what you guys are doing right now by opening the platform to allow people to come and share their views. And progress is never going to be made if people aren't willing to have open and honest conversations, not just to get their own points across and feel like they're being heard, but also to really listen and understand where other people are coming from. And you can agree to disagree and you may be on different political parties or, you know, have different values about this and that, but your main goal has to be, you know, progress for the country or ending systemic um, racism, whatever the cause is. And the fact that, you know, obviously she couldn't see that 
um, and put her own, I guess, feelings and emotions above the central problem or, you know, prioritize that over the main goal shows that, you know, it's just one example of how many leaps and bounds we're going to have to overcome to really solve this issue because I'm sure there's so many other people like her. So it's just... Oh, yes. They're coming out right now. It is no joke. The challenges that we have to face in order to make progress is just really overwhelming. I was on Twitter a couple minutes ago. Well said. Well said. So I was on Twitter a couple minutes ago, and there's um, a lot of people, like a, a ton of people, who are posting a lot of racial comments. Um, yep. I've only noticed uh, white people. Uh, I haven't noticed any black people. That's actually not accurate. That's not accurate. For the post I was looking at, I only noticed white people on that post. That's a more accurate way to say it. And um, they're all going off about black people. We cause this. If we don't like it, leave. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, instead mm-hmm. of working together to just make exactly. sure everyone is safe, not happy, to work towards mm-hmm. making sure everyone is safe, you still feel like the way everyone mm-hmm. is talking is wrong or when we're peaceful mm-hmm. we're wrong when we're right we're mm-hmm. wrong and we should just leave like no one other than native americans belong here right no one belongs here to say exactly. one group of people need to leave well that's not what the country was founded on you're white your ancestors founded this country on the premise of all men are born equal not that you guys show that in the beginning, not that you show that now, but that's what the country is founded on. So you can't believe in government. You can't believe in our forefathers and not believe exactly. that all men should be equal. Men, women, um, men and women should be equal. So it, it's just, it's weird to see how far people's mindsets are just in terms of people's safety and I think that's right that's probably one of the biggest problems I see like communication isn't there that's true but you don't even think I deserve to live like that's a problem I haven't I don't know you I don't know you my in my field in my profession my profession is actually to help people I'm in IT all I do is help people all day when you can't log on to your computer I come and help you log on to your computer. When you have a meeting that needs to be set up, I set up the meeting. When your meeting goes wrong, I'm your scapegoat. So it's like, I'm here to help. <laughs> like to help people all day. I've probably helped your mother or your father or your brother or your son. I've helped somebody. I'm more than like I've helped somebody you know. The, company, the companies I've worked for work the companies all over the globe. So it's like, guys, let's take a step back. Like, if I wasn't mm-hmm. here, then who would be helping you? <laughs> like realistically, exactly. like really? we should, let's work together and let's let's make the world a better place. Like we have so many other issues that's happening. Like I don't know who believes in what. You know, people believe the Earth is flat. wait. You're saying it's you not know, there's flat. Global warming. There's racism. There's, 
Oh my god. You know what? I saw a post <laughs> and I don't think it's flat, bro. Oh man. Yeah. Like we were fine with the world being flat. Now, now it gets real. <laughs> but 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 just to finish the thought, there's so many other issues mm-hmm. that the world is having. There's so many advancements that we're doing. I feel like all those are are like falling behind on things. All those are falling behind on things that should be like the human rights, right? Like, you know, healthcare system, that's a huge problem. The police force, that's a huge problem. Global warming, if you believe in it, that's a huge problem. And, you know, we have, we have two men in outer space right now. I don't remember the last time we had two men in outer space. We had two guys in outer space. Like we're we're advancing. Not to mention 2020. So the PS5 drops this year. Yo, what? There's so much advancements. Like people can't even fathom what's being worked on right now. But we can't talk about that because we need to talk about the fact that we just want to survive long enough to see it. Like that's so crazy. really quick, just to kind of yeah. connect. Jamal and Ben's points like so Ben was kind of speaking I heard you know heartbreak and despair in his voice just about how cruel the whole situation was and how horrific you know this man's death was and then um, you know and then back to what Carlos was saying too it's not about politics it's not about who's to blame or whatever you know it's just about basic having empathy for basic human life it's not it's not a politics issue it's a humanity issue and you know like jamal said we're not going to be able to focus on what's the exciting advancements of what's happening in this country because we're just trying to make people realize that you know we all need to be accountable for each other's basic lives yeah you're right um, yep. Yep. You know, the messaging get, in my opinion, and I don't know if you guys feel this way. I feel that the messaging yeah. gets lost because mm-hmm. we 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 spent nine days in this country. It's not one city or one state. This country of mm-hmm. being outraged. That resulted in rioting, looting, destruction, burning of buildings and everything else. We we spent nine days of the worst hurt that we probably have seen in our yeah. modern time. And and whether you like it or not, people were hurt. Yep. yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And people's voices were heard, and the mm-hmm. message was heard. It's the reason why the cop that was charged for the first time for third degree murder, his charges were upgraded to yep. second degree murder. And the other three were arrested. Yep. Okay. The other three were arrested, and they were charged with a felony criminal because of the judgment. social pressure. Whatever you want to call it, social pressure, and I agree with you. It's the fact that things 
mm-hmm. don't change mm-hmm. without change, exactly. right? Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick was kneeling. That's what nice. happened? Mm-hmm. Everybody That's ignored him. Everybody paid attention because they were outraged. Oh, why is he taking a knee? We trying to watch football. It's not yeah. the time mm-hmm. or the place. Fuck him. Screw him. X, Y, and Z, right? Peaceful protest. Yep. He wasn't He wasn't lighting matches on buildings. He literally just took a knee. He took guidance, by the way, from a military man who said, hey, if you want to honor and if you want to not disrespect me, take a knee. Exactly. Right. This came from an active duty right. military man who right. talked to him Before about it. Before it happened. And that's what Colin Kaepernick said, hey, if I can do anything else, yeah. this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to start. And when, and when you're done, I just want to jump in real quick to Carlos's um, and, and first point. I, I forgot to jump in. So, yeah. Ryan, I love you. Make sure you do that. But hold on real quick. In sports, whenever someone's hurt, you take a knee, right? Like as a sign of respect to the other team. So I don't, for me, I, I never understood how that was found as disrespectful when if someone's hurt, yeah. you take a knee for them anyway. And that that's like sports. Mm-hmm. Like in every sport that I've ever played growing up, if somebody was hurt, you take a yeah. knee. When my, my son plays soccer, when someone on the field gets hurt, everyone takes a knee. So it's like, it's, it's like this double standard because we're kneeling at a flag. And then Chris brought up a great point about that. He said, you know, to all the people who are upset with Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, how many of them actually stand when the national anthem plays and you're at home? None. Like, how many? None. Can any, can, None. Like, can anyone None. say None. that if you're not at the football field, yep. you're standing? So it's 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 bullshit. It's pure. It's bullshit. If people want to bitch and complain about something, and they don't yep. have anything else exactly. to bitch and complain about. That's that's it. It's it's bullshit. Like, let's be realistic. Let's let's call it what it is. It's bullshit. It's people being pissy about some bullshit mm-hmm. that they have no business being pissy. Well, Jamal, it's it's a waste of time. Well, Jamal, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Honestly, piggyback off of that, um, when you hear the conversation amongst people who are upset with what's going on, right? Why mm-hmm. can't you protest peacefully? Is the is the crux of nope. the outrage, right? We can all agree. Mm-hmm. Everyone was saying, "Why can't we peacefully protest?" Correct, Jamal. Yep. Are you are you good with that? That statement, Brian. You good with that statement, uh, Marie? Yes. I was good with that statement. Ben, I was good with that statement. What I want to ask. I was good with that statement when Colin Kaepernick took it. I, I was good with that statement when Eric Garner died. I was good with that statement when, when, and when all these other people died. I was good with that statement. Enough is okay, enough. Okay, so I just want to hear a yes or a no, and if you disagree, let me know. All the people in this chat, do you agree that the outrage at one point about taking a knee was outrageous? Yes or no? Outrageous? Like we don't agree with it? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not about agreeing or disagreeing. Did people get mad about someone taking a knee? Yes. Yes or no? Yes. yes. Yeah, yep. me personally, yes. no. Everybody agree? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brian, 
you and me are going to have to have a chat, brother. But I understand where you're coming <laughs> from. But no, yes or no, yes. we all agree, right? So, yep. so here we are, 2021. And listen, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the of the rioting and the looting and the destruction of property. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not. I've I've said that before. I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. I am not a fan of that. I do not agree that burning houses or burning businesses to the ground lends itself to a fucking conversation. I will never agree with that. But but as a reasonable man, I do understand why people are upset. And as going back uh-huh. to and, and going back to the point that I was making. Colin Kaepernick took a knee because he said, I'm done with this racial Mm -hmm. injustice. That's Mm -hmm. where he was coming from. And everybody, and I'm saying, I'm not saying everyone like you, Jamal, Maria, whatever. I'm just saying there was a large enough people who said, I don't want to deal with this at my football games. I come to sports to Mm -hmm. listen and watch football. I don't want to see politics. They, they made it all this as a nonsense, right? And I will admit, I was offended by the fact that he was wearing pig socks that depicted cops. I was offended at the fact that he was wearing a shirt that had the picture of Fidel Castro. Full disclosure, half my family are Cuban. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have family who immigrated to America legally, of course, because of the fact that they were oppressed under the mm-hmm. Castro regime. That bothered me. All that bothered me. But it didn't make me discount the fact he was highlighting mm-hmm. a bigger point. There was systemic mm-hmm. racism and biases in circumstances in this country that bothers us. And that was the main point that was almost lost, but I kept it and I found it and I agree with it. That being said, all right, at some point, people have to have a conversation. At some point, you can be outraged as these people are outraged. And again, I don't think burning jewelry stores and mom and pop shops or, or your city apart is appropriate. I think it's wrong. But I understand why people are upset because when you are Colin Kaepernick and you are taking a knee and you are ignored and you are ostracized and you are blackballed by your career of which you have worked hard to get to, whether or not you like him whether or not you think he was a good quarterback, that's irrelevant. He took a knee, yeah. and he had zero opportunity in the NFL, which, by the way, I think he was better than half the quarterbacks that were playing in the NFL, both backup and fucking starting. But he was blackballed because he mm-hmm. took a stance. That yeah. matters. That is a conversation yep. we have to have. And we're not talking about that. We're talking about, and as I 
will highlight again, and I want someone to take this podium, we're talking about riots. We're talking about protests that turns into riots. We're talking about destruction of property. Why is that the message? And why are we missing the message that the reason why people are angry is because George Floyd was murdered? And why are we highlighting the fact that not only the original cop who was pursued injustice is charged from a minor criminal act to a second degree murder act and that the fact that three other cops who stood there or who was otherwise involved got the fucking charges they deserved why aren't we Mm -hmm. talking about that Marie as a woman how does that make you feel guys as men how does that make you feel Brian I know I'm not trying to bring race into this but Brian I know you've been threatened because you're white because they think white people are all racist. I want to hear your thoughts. I'm sorry. I'm passionate about this. And I know that you are too. But listen, take the floor. Talk to me about I want, your fucking Yeah, I, want to, I just want to jump in and say I was, that was a point I wanted to bring up tonight about the flag. And I'm going to play devil's advocate as I don't necessarily agree with it. But um, I did speak to my uncle who did serve in the military and he said it do, it didn't bother him that he kneeled during the flag but he said the reason it bothered certain people is that the sign is a flag of respect so when you're kneeling during that mm-hmm. you know during the song and when the flag is waving and everyone is staring at it all the men and women that died for our country that you are disrespecting them Now, I've heard many sides of that where some people say that's true and other people say that's false. Um, Like you said, people at home don't stand up. I personally feel it's different when you're within a certain parameter of the flag, like you're at the game, like you paid to go to that game. They are taking that time to dedicate that flag and that song to the women and men that have served our country. Um, So I always stand for it or take a hat off or whatever the case may be at the game. Um, to me personally, it didn't bother me that he took a knee, but I see the other side, why some of the men and women that have lost limbs or have lost sons and daughters during wars. And they represent, they think before every game, that moment is for those people. And for someone to take a knee, they feel that they're disrespecting those people. So that's the, that's the flip side that I've heard in regards to that. Um, but you brought up another valid point that they were silent. They were doing it peacefully. So what is the next step? And um, I will say that my friend at work today sent me this meme. Um, He's black. And he said, um, we need leaders not in love with money, but in love with justice, not in love with publicity, but in love with humanity. And that was a Martin Luther King Mm -hmm. um, statement. And he said that, unfortunately, certain things as that is looked at as politics, where it's a good point that you don't need the presidents and political people that are so in love with money that they need to be more focused on the justice and holding everyone accountable, like we've talked about before. 
and they shouldn't be looking at what is going to get them more ratings and approvals. They need to look at what's right and for the human race and everyone, every single race. Um, and I think that falls on deaf ears a lot. And a lot of them don't do that because, as you stated, the country was built on white America. Um, but, you know, white people came and stole the land from Native Americans, which I'm like 25% Native American. Um, no one knows that. But I tried to say that argument to someone the other day who tried to say that, you know, my family knew nothing about that. And I said that my grandfather, two of my uncles, five of my cousins on my dad's side are all very tan skin. And my grandfather would be called the N-word and, and a lot growing up. And um, he married my grandmother, who was white from England, came over on a boat. And he was looked at very differently. So I did see some of that in my childhood, and I will never experience myself. I will never understand what it's like to be a black man on a police stop and, you know, if something could go wrong. And I totally agree with that. Um, but for someone to write a message, back to your point, Carlos, um, for Facebook, for someone to write a message or comment to me, or unfriend me or block me, which I've had several people unfriend me and write. I had someone write me a message yesterday and said, I hope that the looters come to your house and steal your stuff and kill you. And in my opinion, that is a terrible it's thing to say like to anyone. So... That's not even right. Fuck that. And it's yeah, so immature right. and closed minded. And those kinds of people are just like blocking exactly. the conversation. It is. And, and it bothered me because it was. It's, yeah, I mean, you're right, and it, and it was a black person that I have been friends with, that I used to work with. So the fact that I thought that I knew someone, and I speak my mind, and I get called a racist for saying that I don't agree with the looting and the riots, to me, there's no one side or the other. Both are wrong. The death was wrong, yeah. the burning of buildings are wrong, and I guess why I'm so passionate about the burning of buildings and everything is because my aunt and uncle own, um, I said this on the last podcast, Yum Yum Donuts. My brother owns a bar in Pottstown. My mother has, um, you know, is a part owner in a real estate business. So I think about if that were to happen in Hapro or Warminster or Warrington or Pottstown, that I would not want innocent, my innocent family members who are not racist, who have not done anything wrong to be penalized for it. Um, and I think that's where mm -hmm. I, I come from. And I just feel that people mm -hmm. are taking this to another level, level, like you said, and not um, focusing on the issue. And some of the people that are still doing things are not doing this right. for the justice of Floyd. They're doing it for the intent of themselves. And that's, that's what bothers mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Brian, can I ask you? Yeah. Brian, Brian mm -hmm. can I ask you a quick question? I, I know everyone wants to jump in. Um, just just quick thought. Do you have white guilt? As far as I do. Just like just a general, just not a specific. Um, the just, right. No, no, no. Not like oh, you're guilty about like slavery. Right. Like, 
obviously you didn't obviously I you didn't own slaves. Do you oh, I don't can I ask this? Do you own slaves? <laughs> I do. <laughs> you, you obviously I do, Carlos. Get to work. Um I'm actually just kidding, I'm actually just asking generalizing it. Do you experience in your own personal time or public time, do you have white guilt? And if you do I I don't feel like I did before, but I feel like I do now, or maybe not before. No, I shouldn't say before, but maybe growing up and and high school and stuff, I probably didn't. But I I felt like through college Mm -hmm. and stuff, I did because of Mm -hmm. issues with, um, like I said last time, my best friend is black, and we've had some issues with cops and him being pulled over, and um, you know even. My old car was a white Altima with I got messed up with someone who's tinting my windows and he lied and told me the percentage was different than it was. And uh, I got pulled over in Abington before and I knew the cop thought that I was black because as soon as he walked up to the window, his demeanor had changed. And he said, oh, I pulled you over because your license plate is too dark or your license plate cover is too dark. And I said, I've had that license plate for three years. It's never, never been pulled over before. I said, how is it too dark? And he said, oh, well, if I shine the light up to it, it doesn't do this, yada, yada, yada. I said, there's two light bulbs above it. And he tried to give me every excuse under the book why he pulled me over for that reason. And then he just said, all right, well, you're all good. Have a good night. And I know for a fact that if my best friend would have been driving my vehicle that night, he would have either gotten a ticket or it would have been something totally different. So I mm-hmm. have guilt in the sense of being that my best friend is black oh. and seeing some of the things he's gone through. I, I definitely do. With that being said, he doesn't like me having guilt or ever feeling sorry for him. And his motto is that he thinks everyone should be treated equal, obviously, but he thinks that since he is a black he is. male. He said that he feels if we want every race to expect us, to respect us, them and us, every every race accepting each other, he said in his terms, he doesn't like all the black on black violence he sees in his neighborhood. And he says that he thinks it needs to be shown an example that if everybody wants to respect everyone, all the races need to show respect together. So white on white violence black-on-black violence, everyone needs to be able to not, or I guess be more accepting of each other, obviously, but not having violent against each other's races so everyone can be accepted. Because you have to start with with you first to to make a change, is is what he says. So, Ben, 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 you've been quiet. What's up? Um, I was thinking that um, same thing. Ben, hey man, what are you? You've been absorbing all of this, and mm-hmm. Ryan, thank you for your comments and thank you for your opinion. But Ben, you've been you've been so quiet. <coughs> like you're like a sponge. You're absorbing everything. Um, yeah. Can you? Sorry, can you, my power is out. Can you give feedback like... about everything? Everything we talked about, because I think like uh, your opinion matters. So take the floor, man. <laughs> I mean. Oh, where do I start? <laughs> so, yes, I do 
think is for like the looting stuff. Yes, I do think some of it is wrong, but on the same thing, I understand why people are mad because um, we've been peacefully protesting for so long. And like, has there really been any change? Nope. Like, so I can understand why people are going to these lengths because honestly, I've, I've seen a little bit of change, but not a lot. Like, I know that they're actually listening this time. Like, they know that we're not playing around anymore. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, it's not only the United States. This is all around the world. I've seen videos of the UK protesting, just like everybody. So um, I really just think that, yes, it's wrong for people to do the looting, but I understand where they're coming from because, like I said, nothing has really changed. Facts. Nothing has changed. You can name... One person did when I saw this movie called Fruitvale Station, and it was um this story about this guy named Oscar Grant. I don't know if you guys have seen the no. movie or anything. It's Michael B. Jordan, though, right? I'm not. I'm not familiar yeah. with it personally. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan played him. Okay, but all right. So it was a story about um he was coming back from somewhere from a. New Year's Eve, I think it was um, New York or something like that. And um, the cop, there's this cop that he was at the train station and he spotted him and he was like, oh, you look familiar. Like, I think something you, I think you were like involved in something. Um, you look just like the picture of the guy that did it. Can you just step outside? And then Oscar was like saying like, no, like I was just with my friends. Like, I don't know what you're what you're talking about, and then the cop grabbed him, like, forcefully grabbed him, pushed him off the train, and he said that Oscar was uh, resisting, and he shot him twice on the ground while he was on handcuffs. And, like, I can see the similarities in that story and in the, the story now. Like, George Floyd, he was in handcuffs, he, I don't know what threat he could have been. He was already in handcuffs. He was pleading for his life. Like, I just, uh, I don't know. It hurts to talk about it because, like, the last moments of his life, he was crying out for help. Yeah. And there, there was nothing anybody else could have done. Like, they couldn't get involved. Because you know how the cops are. So it's just like a sad situation. Yeah. I just... Yeah. Fucking sad. I don't know. It's, it, it's still like really hard to talk about, honestly. Because... Especially if you've seen the video. Oh. So, Ben, can I ask you a question? I don't know. It's just a when lot. You, when you first... Well, yeah. Did you hear about it or did you see it online first? Like, how did you find out about the situation? So when you saw the video, right? What was your initial reaction to the video? 
Mm-hmm. I was sad. And, um, yeah. I don't know. It, it seems like a lot of people that I've spoken with, they, they're going through so many different emotions and it's, it's hard to explain. Like, it's hard to pinpoint one emotion you felt while watching that video. Um, and, I know a lot of people, they, mm-hmm. a lot of the anger is just people, they don't know how to express themselves. You know, it's, it's, it's one of the, I think it's one of the yeah. bigger issues that's going on as well. You know, we have things happening and people aren't sure how to express how they mm-hmm. feel and they're lashing out because of it. Now, I'm not saying these are the people that are rioting. But these are definitely people protesting. I'm sure some writers are don't know how to express themselves either. But you know, a lot of the people who are protesting right now, they don't know how else to express themselves. They don't know yeah. how else to see change. And this is, you know, people are protesting all over the world, and people are rioting in a lot of major cities all over the world. Um, and it's just people mm-hmm. that you know they're tired. They don't know how to express their fear and frustration, and you know they're tired. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. They're tired. It's been going on for too long. Mm-hmm. Nothing Great. has been done. People are just tired. Mm-hmm. They're tired of seeing another cop kill a black man or female. It's just, it's wrong. And people yeah. are sick of it. And it has mm-hmm. to stop. Yeah. You know, I, I will tell you, men and women, um, what saddens me more than the video I saw, I saw when um, this video came out. We've seen it before. We, we we're familiar with it. Where some people are so desensitized about it that it's just the new norm. And I talked to my mom about this. I love my mom. I'm close with my mom. And she said to me something that I will never forget. She said, Carlos, every time, it doesn't matter how old you are. She said, Carlos, every time when you leave this house, I'm always worried about you. I'm always worried about getting that phone call. I'm always worried about you crossing states. I'm always worried. And I said, Mom, I'll be all right. Like, don't worry about it. She said, you gonna, you think you're going to be all right? You know, I don't want my mom to worry about my well-being. But that's an anxiety and a result of everything else that's going on. And she said, listen, if you think this situation doesn't make me worry... Mm-hmm. I've been worrying before the situation happened, you know, so to be continued. Thank you for listening to Social Justice, the new American Revolution. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for the latest episode. And if you want to be heard, email us at the Podcast at gmail.com.